get started. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning again thanking you, Lord, for this time of gathering here and, Lord, taking your word and rightly dividing it, dear Lord. I pray, God, you use Brother Dennis this morning as an instrument, as a tool, God, in a mighty way. Lord, you'll give him what we need to hear. And, Lord, help us, God, today have an open heart, an open mind. God, we might receive thy word. Oh, God. And, Lord, that it might change our lives yes, completely. Father, help us, Lord, that we walk away from here different than what we were when we came in. Yes, Lord, Lord yes. I pray, God, this morning that, Lord, you'll help us, dear Father, to understand, uh, Lord, what you have for us to have today. Go with us now. We'll ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. All right, I guess the best thing we do right off is to just read a little bit down. If we don't read the whole chapter, we might. Uh, but let's read down just to see it. And uh, all the things. I want to point out a few things. We come down, and then we're going to take off with it from the beginning. And I pray that the Lord might have his will in his way. In chapter 12 of the book of Revelation, the Bible said, And there appeared, get that, mind, that word in your mind, appeared, Appeared a great wonder. Now notice something else. I want you to look at this. It says a great wonder. The, a great wonder. The word, the phrase great wonder is only mentioned one time in the Bible and is right here. So if God says something is a great wonder. Now the word wonder is mentioned several times. But if God says it's a great wonder, that means it's special over and above. Always remember that here. So, and there appeared a great wonder in heaven. And it says, A woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. And she being with child cried, travailing in birth and pained to be delivered. And we'll talk about that. And there appeared another wonder. Now see, this is not a great wonder, the second one ain't, but it's the second wonder. And it says, not in the Bible, but in this, this chapter. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon. He's got great by it. See it? That word great's mentioned uh, several times. It's mentioned there, and we'll see it again two more times in this chapter. A great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his heads. We'll look at that. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered for to devour, to devour her child as soon as it was born. Now in verse 5. And she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. I am sure you can tell who that is right quick. Would everybody agree that that's Jesus Christ? Yes. He's the only one that will ever rule uh, the earth with a rod of iron or all nations, he says here. All nations. All right, it's important. And her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. And we know who that is too as well. Mm -hmm. 
That's Jesus. And the word and the woman fled into the wilderness. That may puzzle some, it may not others. But he said, Where she hath a place prepared of God, that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and three score days. And that is twelve hundred and sixty three and a half years. Okay? The tribulation is seven years. So for half of the tribulation, this is going to be going on, verses number 5 and 6. It's, it's, it's all laid out. God's laid it out. He just don't lay it out in, in, in our, our way of putting it together. Amen. His ways are higher than our ways. His Amen. thoughts are greater than ours. And the way God wants it is the way He's done it. And uh, God didn't throw it out there, spell it out all. He wants us to compare Scripture and find out what that is. Now, in verse number 7, And there was war in heaven. Now, somebody says that war's done happen, but this one hadn't. And I'll share that with you in a little bit. There was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels. Amen. And prevail not, neither was there place found anymore in heaven. In other words, that's going, they're going to empty them out. I mean, that Satan hadn't been emptied out yet. I want to throw something in at you right quick. I'm going to hold that. I'm going to turn to something and throw this at you. And I've been preaching a little bit on this at the church. Here's what we're fighting today. We're in a battle. We're in the worst battle we've ever faced in our life. Every yes, child of God yes, is. Sir. The church is under fire more than it's ever been under fire. The world's under fire. Uh, the Jew, the Gentile, the unbeliever even is under chaos. We're, I'm, I'm going to say this. They shot down that old balloon last, last weekend, last Saturday. And now last night, did you anybody see where they shot, shot down something yesterday? Like the size of a small car. I ain't heard any more about it. A lot of things are appearing out and around and we got more havoc than you ever seen. And do you really realize today that we've got more demonic manifestations yes. in the world than we ever had? And that is actually compared and identified with the last days. Yes, sir. And we're going to see more of that. They'll see more of it after you and I as a church is gone. Yep. Amen. We're in a demonic world. Yes, sir. And uh, so anyhow, just thought I'd throw that in. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number 12. I want you to look at that. And when I and you've got to see this. We're going to start a study on this, and I don't think we'll get to all this, but I do believe we'll see some things tonight or today that will be a blessing. When we get to Ephesians chapter number 6, verse number 12, 12, Paul told us to put on the whole armor of God. And we got to have the armor on. God's got armor on the front side, but not the back. Right. We're not to run, right. nor retreat. We stand our ground. When you've done all to stand, you stand. And he tells us that. But in verse number 12, tells us about our enemy. If you don't know your enemy, you can't fight the battle. you got to know what they think. You've got uh, to know what they do. Or you'll not be able to uh, survive through them. So in chapter 12, I mean chapter 6, verse number 12, he said, For we wrestle. Now he's talking to the saints of God. He's not talking to the world. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We're not wrestling or fighting each other. Matter of fact, the devil makes us do it. 
and we spend more time fighting each other instead of fighting the forces of darkness. But our job is to try to stand against the wiles of the devil. And beloved, God will give us the strength to fight every devil that ever comes before us. But the thing is, we don't give in to God. We give in to the forces of darkness. God help us. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but he goes in to say this, but against principalities. What are principalities? The principalities are something above this earth, it's above this world. Amen. It's out of here. Then it says, against powers. Now we're not talking about powers of this earth. We're talking about spiritual darkness of the powers of Satan. We can really can't see the dark world. I did tell you over there in Revelation that Michael's going to fight with his angels. Those are the good angels. And Michael's going to fight with, with the devil and his angels. That's not so good angels. The devil still has them. Here. Does that make sense to you? Mm-hmm. All right. We'll explain that. Against the rulers of the darkness. That's the darkness of the powers of, of, of Satan. He said the darkness of this world. Things that you can't see is going to have problems. Against script, a spiritual wickedness in high places. I've been talking about the high places in our church services, and that's where pagan religion is. Uh, everything in high places, they would put, put an altar on it. They would worship at those altars. They had the groves. They had the trees. And that's where they worshiped. Now, Satan has got his little high places above us. Now, I'm going to throw this in, and I've talked about this. Some of this I've preached at my church. But anyhow, there are three heavens. Paul said, talked about called up into the third heaven. I believe Paul knows what he's talking about. He's the one that's wrote this to us too. And so, Paul was called up, or he said above. He didn't say he was, but he uh, most everybody feels like he was the one that done it. I, I, I hear some today get caught up into heaven, they say, out-of-body experiences. Yeah. Now, I'm just going to throw this to you. If you want to believe that junk, have at it. Yeah. But it's not of God. No, sir. No. It's not of God. And I'll tell you why. I can compare it with this right here. Paul was caught up into heaven, and he, he saw things that it was unlawful for him to utter. Yes. And if these people get caught up into the third heaven and have them out of the body experiences, how come they can describe it to the mm. T? Yeah. Mm. I put that, that kind of subject going on with the same thing as these fellas that come in and put their hand on your, mm-hmm. uh, on your head and you fall out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody said, I, I like all that. You might do it. And uh, it is entertaining. I'll have to say that. I seen a fella going in, he's leaning on his life and then kicking and all. And I thought, now I hope nobody ever touches me with anything that's how I'm gonna act like an idiot and a fool. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in a we was, I was pastoring my second church and they had the Church of God uh thing going on and had a big old thing out there. And I went got them men, I said, Let's go down and see what they doing. I went down there and they had that big old pavilion there and his open tabernacle. And uh, that fellow was a preaching. 
He is going around laying hands on people. One is falling here and another is falling out. Uh, men and women all piled up like stove wood on top of each other. And I'm looking at and I looked at him, I said, pretty good show for uh, nothing because I didn't pay nothing. And I looked at him and I said, how in the world will two men laying there and a woman falling crosswise on that and over there and another man falling, stacked up like stuff, how in the world does that glorify God? Never seen Jesus do that. No, sir. Didn't see the apostles do that. They raised them up instead of fall them down. So I'm just saying, you see why this subject is going to be so deep and big this morning? I ain't got time to tell it. But I'm telling you this. People that listens to visions and watches visions and dreams right now in the in the Holy Land over there in the Arab countries, some of them are just getting, they're saying they're getting touched by Jesus. He's just touching them, and they're saved. And you know good and well, that's not even biblical. That's right. That's right. I can't find that in my Bible. You show it to me in the Bible, and I'll believe it. Amen. Uh, if you are construing it right. Amen. I can find uh, in the New Testament when Jesus come by and that fellow said, my son, he faints, he foams. He, I, I look at his four, he was four F. He fainted, he foamed, he fell, and uh, something else. Four Fs. And the Lord touched him. He, he would fall in the fire, all that. When I see that kind of stuff, it's demonic. He was right. demon-possessed. Mm-hmm. And the Lord cast the devils out. Are you with me? Now that's I'm telling you what's happening. Well, Paul was called back. I always believe it's Paul. I've got my ideas about why, but I'm not going to add to something I don't know. But I, I, I'm just giving you what I do know this morning. Now, look. When you see this, that last phrase, against spiritual wickedness in high places, chapter 12 is going to tell you what's going to happen out of verse Verse uh, chapter 12 of Revelation, going to tell you what's going to happen in verse number 12 yeah. of the sixth chapter of Ephesians. Do you know the Bible tells this, and I'm not going to give you the scripture. I left my computer at home this morning, so I hope you don't ask me something hard that I can't remember because I'll have to take my concordance of my Bible and look it up. I usually just pop it pretty quick, quick on, the, on the computer. But here's what happens. When we look at this this morning, and see this, the Bible said in the Word of God that there's going to come a time on the face of the earth, Jeremiah, there's going to come a time on the earth called a time of Jacob's trouble. It's a time that has never been on the earth, nor ever will be. He's telling that. He's told them Jews. That's called the tribulation. We're going to show that in this this morning, and I hope, and we're going to see that. Well, what is that time? That's a time of God's wrath on the earth that has never been nor ever will be. Somebody said, I'm worried about that. If you're saved, forget it. Amen. You're not going to be here. Amen. I hope you are settled with that. I still, after preaching this for 50-something years to the same people, some of them, I'm, I still hear them say, I hope I'm not going to be here when the, you know, when the church is gone. Amen. Get saved. Amen. Get saved and you won't be here. That's the that's the thing. And if you are here, 
uh, it's too late for you anyhow. Yeah. You better get ready now. Okay, what's going to happen is when, I'll just show it to you. I was reading it a while ago. Revelation chapter number 7 down through verse number 12, you're going to find that this battle is going to take place. But you notice what it says in verse 9. The last words of that last, that's actually the last little phrase of verse 9 says, and his angels were cast out with him. Now, where are these angels right now? They're not in heaven. Amen. You said that's up there says heaven. They're in that second heaven. They're in that second heaven. Amen. All right. Hey. How you doing? I think I've come to the wrong church. Why? (laughs) Well, um, it's supposed to be all guys, and there are beautiful women here. So I'm I'm trying to find a Christ Theos group that's meeting in Ebenezer. Baptist Church. Or it's a little further down. Up the road, a little further on the right. But this is yeah. the right place if you ever want to know. I'm yeah. Every, I'm every, witness to that. Every second Saturday we have a Bible study here. All right. I'd love to come. All yes, right. Sir. Come on anytime. We'll give you a biscuit. Nine o'clock. <laughs> we got one right here. All right. But uh, seriously, uh, let me get my thought back where it was. Where back we're... in the air. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Three heavens. The first heaven is right above us in the air here. Man's defiled it, and even a devil's defiled it. For some space above the air, the Bible talks about the devil being the prince and the power of the air. Right. That's not all his throne. He got more than that, but that's where he is giving trouble. Now, that's not where these principalities are. That's the first heaven. But the first heaven is not glorious. Never been cleaned up yet. That, that's why he says there'll be a first heaven for, uh, and the first earth going to be destroyed another. First heaven and the first earth. It's going to have a new one. We'll have another heaven and another. Not the heaven of heavens. God's in the third heaven in the sides of the north Amen. where you can't get to and I can't get to except through the blood Amen. of Jesus Christ, the yes. Son of God. Amen. Only one way, one passage, one That's entrance. Right. Been preaching that, enjoy preaching it, going to continue preaching it. Praise God. Now, there's a second heaven. The second heaven is beyond, and I don't know how far up that the first heaven goes, but above that is where all the satellites and the space station and uh, that's the that's the realm of darkness. Yeah. Yeah. You see that? Mm-hmm. That's the realm of darkness. All right. What's going to happen? That's where the war is going to have is going to have. It's still called a heaven. Yeah. They're not going to fight in the presence of God. You know why? Because God cast him out already. But now he's got he's still got access. I've mentioned this in church. Some folks don't want to look at this and don't want to look at it, won't agree with it. But he's still got access. You said, I don't believe the devil's still got access. He's got access at least to the third heaven. I mean, the second heaven. Yes, sir. Because the Bible says that he comes before God to accuse Job. And the Bible calls him the accuser of the brethren. So he's accusing me. He's accusing you. And uh, if you do enough for God, he'll accuse you. Just teasing. Uh, he'll do all the saints of God. The more you do for God, the more the devil will accuse you before the Father. The cleaner your life is, 
the more he'll accuse you before God. What, yeah. what about Job? You've got a hedge about him. Take your hedge off. I'll make him. I'll show you that he'll deny you. And he did. But Job held the truth. Did he not? And that was done. So what I'm trying to say, that's where the second, that's where this bunch of demons in in the Ephesians is, that's where the powers of darkness, the principalities and the powers and the spiritual wickedness is. But when it comes to this place, and this is the middle of the tribulation right here, when it comes to this time and his angels, we're talking about the devil's angels will be cast out. When they, now, we've got angels. I ain't going to get into this or we'll be here. Uh, we won't get nowhere. But I'm talking about that them angels, some of them were already cast out and they're in chains of darkness mm-hmm. waiting judgment. <clears throat> you understand? Mm-hmm. They're in chains of darkness. I don't know where they're at. But they're, they're, they're incapacitated. They're in chains of darkness. They're bound. But he didn't bring them all down because some of them didn't leave their habitation. And the ones that left their habitation are cast out. But those who didn't leave their habitation is still in that third heaven. And the devil's going to fight against them too and with, uh, you know, the angel. And they're going to fight. Second heaven? Huh? Did you mean second heaven? Yeah, what did I say? Third. No, no. When I'm saying third heaven, that's God's place. Nothing's going to get there. So if I misquote it, don't don't uh, don't shoot me. Just just say the stupid fella got it messed up. But anyhow, let me tell you, the second heaven, that's where they are right now. They're going to be cast down. I can give you a scripture. I have to look it up right now. But the Bible said that uh, it talks about they're going to rejoice. In the second heaven, they're not rejoicing. Mm-mm. I think it tells us here. We'll read it later. And what they're going to do, they'll be rejoicing in the second heaven because all the d- demonic influence and the Satan himself is going to be cast to the earth. When he's cast to the earth, that's when all uh, turmoil breaks out on those Jews. And that's when they're going to have to run for their life. They're going to have to hide for their life. That's when they're going to, good Jews are going to be in the wilderness, God's got them a place prepared for them. Amen. But the others are going to be ha- having to put the mark on and uh, be killed and so forth. That's when that time of Jacob's trouble sets in. It's never been. Why? Because the devil is going to get him another set of uh, hands, if you will. See, look at verse 12 of Revelation 12. The Bible said, Therefore rejoice, there it is, Therefore rejoice, heavens, and ye that dwell in them. He's talking about that second heaven. You can't rejoice there now, but they will be. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth. See, woe to them. And of, of, the, of the sea. For the devil is come down unto you, having a great wrath. That's what I'm talking about, the last half of the tribulation. That's why he said that she's going to be hid for 1260 days. Uh, because he knoweth, that he hath but, what? A short time. He's not in a big hurry right now, but he's going to get in a hurry. He's being manifest right now. He's getting everything laid out. And you're watching it. You're not seeing it. Many of the church folks don't see it because we're out of that junk. We're not supposed to be of the world. 
We're in the world, but not of the world. Amen. And our minds should be on heaven, on the things of God, the future, and not the present right here. Christ is number one. Satan should have no, no uh, part in our life right now. Now, well, kind of got off of it. Let me read on what it says in verse 10. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ for the accuser of our brethren. There he is, see it? Is cast down which accused them before our God day and night. So he's going to be cast out. They're the accus- he's still our accuser of the brethren. You said, now? Yeah, right now. Yeah. This won't be changed to the last half of the tribulation. And we're going to be gone. Amen. <clears throat> See? And then it goes on in verse 13. It said, And when the dragon saw that he was cast under the earth, he persecuted the woman. Now, who's that woman? That's the woman in verse number one. It's clove of the sun and the moon under her feet and the stars on her head, which brought forth the man-child. Amen. Now, this is telling you something different. And to the woman was given two wings of a great eagle. Now, you got a great wrath in verse 12, a great eagle in verse 14, a great dragon in uh, verse 9, and a great uh, 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 red dragon in verse 3. See that? Mm-hmm. All right. And then we got a great wonder in verse 1. And then we've got, it says here, a, a, you know, another wonder in verse 3. Even Satan, his appearance is not going to even be that great. Now that great, I'll go back and look at this in just a minute. And he said in verse number uh, 13, and the woman uh and to the woman were given two wings. A lot of people got different things about this, but we'll talk about it. Wings of a great eagle. See that great eagle? That she might fly into the wilderness, into her place, excuse me, where she is nourished for a time and times and a half time. In the Bible prophecy, time is a, is one, uh, times is two, and, and a Half time, you get to, well, you got three and a half years is what that is, basically. From the face of the serpent. And the serpent cast out his mouth, uh, or cast out of his mouth water as a flood. Now, we know who the serpent is, don't we? Satan. After the woman. This is after he's cast back out to the earth in the last half of the tribulation. That he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. And on the earth, and the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon cast out of his mouth. Twenty-five years ago, preachers used to preach that that eagle was the United States yeah. of America, and I don't believe that. No. I believe a United States of America will be gone yeah. at this point. I think so too. It's over for America. Yes, sir. Amen. She's not for Israel. No. She says she is, but she's not doing it. And they say it's because it's the eagle. Did you know there's nation after nation after nation after nation that has had the eagle? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. So don't go by that. Mm-hmm. But most folks try to get that 
Uh, we'll talk about that later. I know who's going to do it. I know who that eagle is, but it ain't man. <laughs> All right, in verse 17, And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which kept, or which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. His time's running over. He knows he only has uh, uh, three, three and a half years to get rid of this woman. He's fought this woman from day one to until now. Now, there are this, and we're going to go another place. Lord have mercy. I'm enjoying this. Praise God. But listen, listen. Who is this woman? I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to let you make your decision. But some people believe that it's Mary, and uh, they, they've worked their whole life, their whole religion on Mary, uh, the virgin Mary, they say. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that in just a minute. Uh, it's not her. Amen. And you say, well, who is it? Some have said that uh, it's the church. I even heard a, a fellow say it's the church, not the church. The church didn't bring forth Christ. Christ brought forth the church. Amen. And I'll give you some reasons if we have the time, all right? And some people said it. Matter of fact, she said it. A woman by the name of Mary Baker Eddy something Glover. She was the head of Christian science, which is non-Christian science. And uh, that was a religion back yonder. And she said she was that woman clothed in the sun. Don't believe it. Amen. Ain't, I ain't even going to try to argue. It, it seems so crazy to even have to bring up. She's been married four times, couldn't get all that together, and she thinks she's the mother of, of God's son. Yeah. Amen. How facetious can you be? See, the devil's been in the business trying to get everybody to name it wrong. Mm-hmm. And there's not but one it can be. And I said I wouldn't tell you what I go. Now I am. This this woman clothed in the sun is Israel. Amen. The Jewish nation. Yes. Amen. Now, can I start back in Genesis and come up to where we are now? Yes, sir. I thought this was pretty interesting. I run across this. I just thought, well, this has got to go back to Abraham. Yep. So I go back and I open my Bible. And uh, the first thing I do, I go to looking, and I right off, I know basically where it was, and I thought it's where I was going. But I went before it and come on up to chapter number 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. And uh, I looked, when I got to chapter 12, I said, whoa! Now we're talking about Revelation 12. Now let's go to Genesis 12. Mm-hmm. Amen. What a coincidence. Really? Amen. You just wait till we get through. We go to Genesis 12. When we get to Genesis 12, the first three verses gets us something. Now look at this. We're going to go back to Revelation 12. I've got, I've got hours and hours and hours and hours of study that we can do on chapter 12. We won't have time today. So he says in verse 1, Now the land had said... Unto Abram, 
That's before he got Abraham. God, he, huh? What did I say? The Lord had said unto Abraham, or Abram. He said land. Land. Okay. Yeah, okay. I just, you know, my eyesight, these little letters, they go riding together, but that's all right. We're not alone. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, his name's Abram. He ain't changed to Abraham yet. When he gets right with God, God will put the ham on him. <laughs> Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. This is interesting. There's no such thing as a Jewish nation yet. It's fixing to, it's fixing to birth itself right here. And I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing did you know if you go to Israel today and say Abraham well they'll get you'll get their attention they love Abraham, Abraham and David and Messiah those are the three words that'll get their attention of course they won't believe the Messiah has been here yet but those will get their attention other people will too, but those are the patriarchs that they've heard about. And Abraham and David will get more attention than Messiah will. Verse 3, And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee, notice this, shall all families of the earth be blessed. Now God just told me something here, uh, and uh, you can count on it. These three Verses, they're the words of God. God spoke to Abram. Yes, and these three three verses right here will come to pass. They have not come to pass yet. He has blessed them, and he's blessed the countries that's blessed them. Yep. He's cursed them, and he's cursed the countries that have cursed them. Got me? Mm -hmm. But the Bible said, I will bless them uh, that bless thee and curse him that curse thee and they and thee in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Now did you know that mean, means you? Sure. Mm -hmm. All. Mm -hmm. All. That's what he said. All families of the earth be blessed. They're either going to be blessed or cursed right. according to this. Right. They can be blessed if they want to be blessed. They can be cursed if they don't want to be blessed. God's showing us here this morning, they've got the right to choose or reject. So we see this. And we see in the 12th chapter that some things are taking place, uh, and it's, it, it's a blessing to see it. And uh, so uh, I just praise the Lord for it. Amen. And I give Him the glory and the honor. Yes. So we want to look at this, and we'll notice some things in a minute. But the numbers... We're talking about the 12th chapter. And I was reading the 12th chapter, and the first verse talked about she had on her head 12 stars. Yeah. And I said, what's the significance of that 12? I don't know where any of y'all ever studied numbers much. You know if I've thrown them in a few times, but I am a number fella. I mean, when they tell me at the store it's $9.32, that kind of bears that I need $9.32. That's numbers. Amen. Yeah. This is the what the six-day uh, 
the seventh day of this this week. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah, that's what that is. We'll get to that later, but I want to talk about the numbers. Numbers are important. Yes, sir. The Lord, when you find the number one in the Bible mentioned or something mentioned one time, that always signifies the unity of Christ or a unity of God. You can't get another number. One means unity or to, a totality. A I, guess, I guess it's totality. One. The Bible said for us to be in one mind and one accord, one accord, and uh, have one, you know, one judgment, one God, one way, one Christ, one salvation, one Bible. Amen. Amen. We just keep going to that one. I'm not going to get on the numbers. Number two, it stands for division and for witness. Now, when I show you this. I, I, I've had myself a shout and spell off of it and help yourself if you want to. But I want to tell you, number two means division and witness. Anything mentioned twice is division, it divides. See, one and two, you've got, you, you separate. That's one and that's two, and they're not the same. Husband and wife. Husband and wife. That's what he said. <laughs> These two shall be one. Let me tell you, you take your Bible, it'll solve every problem in your Amen. life. Amen. You said, I've had a few it didn't solve. You just didn't look deep enough. Mm-hmm. You you quit too soon. Yeah. Read your Bible. Amen. Just read the Bible. All right. Number three, uh, I could talk about the second book in the Bible is Exodus, of course, and I'm not going to go into all that. And then you know what even God done? Moses said, I can't speak. Mm-hmm. God said, that's all right. I'll speak to Aaron. Yeah, yeah. He'll speak to you and you go speak. Yeah. I want both, both of you go down to Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. Down at Pharaoh, both of you are going to talk. Uh, and I, that's got no, not only just be a division, but it's going to be a witness. Amen. The Bible said at the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. Somebody tells you something bad about me, find somebody else. If they can't give you two witnesses on me, don't believe them anyhow. Amen. And if they do give you two witnesses, give them a piece of paper and said, would you sign this mm-hmm. as a witness that you told it? Yep. When they're chewing up the preacher, I'll guarantee you, they ain't going to sign no paper. No. They're, trying to, they're trying to turn you. Yeah. All right? Number three. Three stands for the Trinity. The Lord sent them out two by two to witness too, by the way. The Trinity stands for the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. I could stay on that a while. I'm not going to stay there. Because I want to go to the southern. I want to stay on another number. Verse, uh, we'll talk about number four. What, what is four? You know, Brother Tony? Number of the earth. North, east, south, west. Four corners. Always talks about the earth. Amen. That's that's when you you got all that. Of course, four is the number of the earth. Talking about the world. And so, just remember it. Five is the number of grace. I've preached this for ages and ages and ages. Anything mentioned, grace is number five. Yeah. I mean five in the Bible. You mentioned that. Five pillars. You remember, uh, he went down there to take... Picked five, up, huh? Five stones. That's right. That, that, 
Philip, David picked up five stones. You know why he got five? He had, had four more brothers over there. One was for the giant standing in front of him, and, and Goliath had four brothers. Got one oh, yeah, he had four. I've read them in the word. He wow. had four brothers. Them four brothers got one for all. Of them. Had them one for them too. <laughs> Did he have to use them on the brothers? No, no, okay. didn't have to use them. But he was ready. Was his brother? Those brothers biggest? Yes, idiot? yes. Oh. The days yeah. of the giants. Yep, yep. That's right. another subject right there. We'll yeah. study one of these days here. But I'm telling you, it's amazing at all these things. Well, we won't stay on that number. Six. You know what the day the number six is? Man. Day of man. Man was made on the sixth day. Mm. Six is one number short of seven, mm. and seven is a perfect number Amen. in the number of God. Amen. Amen. We're reading in the book of Revelation seven seals, seven trumpets. It's a book of sevens all the way through. It's all the way from Genesis to Revelation. And seven is God's completion number. But six, man is made on the sixth day. We're one day shy of God. We're all short of God. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Right? So we get that. The next one, eight. Anybody know what eight is? New beginning. It's the first day of the week. What's the first day of the week? Starting a new week. Today's the seventh day. Tomorrow will be the eighth day. We go to the house of God on the first day of the week. Amen. A new beginning. Every Sunday we go to church. We're celebrating the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Eight, first day. Eight saved the blood. Huh? Yeah, that's eight right. Yeah. Brother throws right. See, he wants to take his numbers. I'm just giving you something to shoot at. You go home and study them, but I like them. God's a God of numbers. Yes, sir. Hey, he started numbers before you did. Yeah, yeah. He knowed his multiplication table before you ever learned it in kindergarten. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Ain't that right? Yes, sir. Amen. All right. Then we get uh, to number nine. Anybody know what nine is? Nine is a fruit of the Spirit. Amen. Remember that. That's one of the... But nine, anything is, it's always talked about the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, all that, that's the fruit of the Spirit. And you see it. I could stay on that a while, but we won't. Number 10, anybody think you know what about 10? 10 is the law of God, 10 commandments. They went, they test, it's also testing, they would go different places, and you know, but it actually is the law of God more than anything. God's laws. And you stay with that. Leaven. What's leaven? Many people stay to these, but don't have it. leaven is chaos. How'd I get that? Eleventh chapter of Genesis. They built a tower of Babel to climb up to heaven. It caused, con- you know, and God caused confusion, and uh, because it changed their language, mm-hmm. and and is doing something else. But just I wrote this down. I heard, I uh, saw this years ago. And I've used it. In Genesis 11, uh, you see the Tower of Babel. Now, uh, on the 11th day of September, the two towers fell in 2001. On the 11th day. Chaos. New York City, New York State joined the Union. And it's the 11th state to join the Union. 
That's where the towers were. And they joined the Union then. Write down New York City and count the letters. Somebody want to do that right quick? How many letters is in New York City? Eleven. Eleven. Isn't that amazing? The pilots on 9-11 were from Saudi Arabia. And the Saudi Arabia, write them two words down, and it comes out to 11 letters. Amen. The two towers standing in New York look like 11 standing in the horizon. He says, all that, yeah, the first plane that hit the towers was flight number 11. You think that's a coincidence? God sent that to wake us up. Amen. And I've heard preachers, and I've preached it too, that the 9-11 was a wake-up call for America. Now that's been how long? 2001? Yeah, been 22 years. Huh? It did for about three or four months. People start going to church and it's all over. And the powers of darkness are enjoying it today. They really are. Now, chapter, oh, well, not chapter, but the next number is 12. Anybody got any idea what 12 is? 12 is government. The rules of government. It can be human government, national government, but it deals with government. Everybody's got to have government. Yeah, it's all that. All right. But I'm going to give you uh, just a little bit here more. Now, let's talk about what God thinks about 12. The number 12, God has proved it and showed us this, and it's about government. And he classifies Israel as 12. Now, he don't call that out in the Word of God, but I'll just show you what he's talking about. Because Israel has been the greatest nation on the earth. Amen. I don't care what they think about Jews. She's the greatest nation. She's the smallest nation in a sense. That's lasted so long. How can such a small nation as Israel last all this time? There's never been a time when Israel has not been since God created her. Right? Right? right. And Israel is the capital of the world. When I'm talking about prophetic things, people most of the time are thinking about how America enters in, how the church enters in, but God looks at it how Israel enters in. That's why I give no... Uh, no space in my life for the news media of America. I watch Israeli news, and uh, I, I watch uh, I twenty four. I watch that lot when I do see it, and I don't have television, so I don't don't go over that. I don't. I found out you don't need television to know something about the Bible. Matter of fact, you'll know more about the Bible. You leave television alone. Amen. 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 All right. I'm not trying to preach, but I'm saying... Well, the devil uh, distracts you. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I, I'm careful what I do watch. Some of the stuff that I think's good, I listen to it five minutes and find out it ain't too good, and I cut it. So, the Bible, the center of your Bible is Jerusalem. Yes. You won't know anything about what's happening in America. 
Check what's happening in Israel right now. And uh, Bible prophecy is all wrapped up with Israel. Bible prophecy is all uh, wrapped up with God and His country. God ain't worrying about you and uh, the Gentile. The only one that's on the on the favor of God this morning, uh, uh, well, there's two. One of them is Israel, and the other one is the church. Yeah. Yeah. God is. He's on the side of the church today. Yes, sir. Because we're in the limelight, and we're the bride. Right. Israel is going to be restored. The Bible called her uh, the divorced wife mm-hmm. in the Old Testament. That's right. That's right. But she hadn't married again. No. So he's going to restore her one of these days. Amen. Now, I, I'm, I threw something open there to, uh, I guess, made you run. But go run it and see what it does. In the Old Testament, it talks about that. She's the one, the rebellious wife. That's all she's talked about in the Old Testament. She's the rebellious wife. We're the bride. Because she rejected Christ. Yes, sir. See that? Mm-hmm. Those, those two, that's the two entities. God's not got Washington in mind. No. He's not got that. other countries in mind. He's got the church, Amen. and he's doing everything he can for the church. We're on the winning Amen. side, ladies and gentlemen. Amen. And so let's stay with him. Yeah. And don't look to the right and the left. Let's look to him. And then on top of that, guess what? He's going to take care and restore them Jews, and them Jews are going to say, he was the Messiah all along. Yeah. All along, we've throwed him to the side. How did we do that? How did we miss this? And one day, they'll rule, not rule, but they will uh, sit with him in his kingdom. They're going to have a kingdom of a thousand years. Of course, we'll be there too. But listen, we talked about that last lesson, I think, or last time, about ruling and reigning. Ain't that what we done last month? All right. I get get far-fetched and never figure out where I come. Kings Kings and priests. There you are. So you look at that. Now let me just give you a few things and we'll take a little break. My throat's getting a little dry. God declares His existence in Genesis 1. And He proves His existence in Revelation 22. Just think about that a minute. Exodus through Jude manifests His existence. Everything you find from Exodus to to the book of Jude just shows you he's on the throne ruling. Not on the earth, but in our hearts and in heaven. Amen. So everything is connected from Genesis uh, or Exodus to Jude is connected through Israel and to Israel. Now we're going to come back in just a minute and go back and look at those out of the book of uh, you know, Genesis and we'll look at that tw- chapter 12 and look at, down at the things that God's got for us and we're going to see it. And the first one was Genesis 12. Reckon where we'll go next. There's several 12th chapters in the Bible all tied together. We'll go to that. We'll stop right there.